0: This is the Education Exchange. I am Paul Peterson, Senior Editor of Education Next. Thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange. The cost of college keeps rising. Student debt has become a national political issue and states are struggling to find the fiscal resources to fund public colleges and universities. But does college really have to be that expensive? The Modern States Education Alliance thinks not. They have assembled a full year of college online for students to pursue free of charge. Just exactly how this can be accomplished is something that I want to share with you today. I have the founding CEO of Modern States with me. He's Steve Plinski, also the CEO of New Mountain Capital. Uh, Steve, it's great to have you on the Education Exchange. Well, thanks, Paul. So, first of all, tell me how you're able to create free courses that actually count for credit?
1: Right. Uh, So there's two parts. There's the course, and then there's the way of getting credit. So for the courses, what we did is we took three years. We're a charity. We took three years and recruited the best college professors we could find in the country and had each one of them teach one of 32 different fundamental college courses. So we got the dean of George Washington Law School to teach introductory business law. We got a great Johns Hopkins math professor to teach college algebra. And we hired them and we produced them like producing 32 different movies uh, that are now all available for free online at modernstates.org. And there's also free textbooks and readings attached. So that's how we did the courses.
0: That's similar to these MOOC courses that are out there from from these various universities. It is. It's
1: very similar to the MOOC courses. But the difference between this and a MOOC, and it's very similar to a state-of-the-art online course you can take for high tuition from a college, which 5 million people do. Uh, but the difference is, from a MOOC, is we wanted it to lead to actual college credit at real traditional colleges. And so the way we did that is, you know, when we studied it, we realized there has been a credit-bearing test that anyone can take. Uh, it's called the CLEP exam from College Board. So College Board does the advanced placement test that everybody knows about. Advanced placement tests are only for high school students in high school. They offer another exam called the College-Level Examination Program. College-Level Examination examination Program, program. C-L-E-P, CLEP. And, for example, the military has used this for years, and it's been widely accepted for years. So if you go to Ohio State's admissions catalog or Purdue or Michigan State or whatever, and you look, say, Ohio State Admissions CLEP, you will find a page in their catalog about which exams they accept for credit. So take uh, Sociology 101. You can now take Sociology for free from modern states with a great sociology professor, with free readings online, with free practice questions from the College Board. We made sure that each professor taught everything that is on the CLEP exam. And then when you're done with our course, You can go to, there's 1,800 locations that offer CLEP exams. It's about a 90-minute computerized exam from the College Board. It it costs basically $100. We're paying the $100 for the first 10,000 people and hopefully for more. And if you pass that exam, when you apply to 2,900 schools, they will say, oh, you have sociology already done. You're one course closer to graduation. So let's say you did eight. Let's say you did that eight times in eight different courses. That's effectively a full year's worth of courses you have well, why done. Why
0: are colleges willing to give up all this tuition? Are you sure this, they're really going to accept these courses? Well,
1: yeah. It has nothing to do with us. They've already accepted. It's it's just in their policies that they uh, they have accepted these exams. When did like this a transfer. Fifty speaking? years ago, it's been the the CLEP's been around for fifty years. It's been in the admissions catalogs for 50 years. Almost no one ever heard about it, and even if you had heard about it, how are you going to learn, you know, college algebra if you don't have someone to teach you college algebra to take the test? So what we did is, is create the courses and the readings and the practice questions to prepare you for these. They're, they're state-of-the-art college courses, but we make sure that they cover the material that's on the exam. And then we pay the exam. So between the course and the credit-bearing mechanism, you now have courses that will lead you to credit at 2,900 colleges. And 2000, the
0: college well now are these the best colleges, or are these low-end colleges? The,
1: these are the main, the the main street main colleges. So, for example, Harvard and Yale does not give credit for CLEP exams, uh, but really great schools. Michigan State, Ohio State, Morehouse. I mean, all the, basically all the major state schools do. Uh, or for example, I'm from Michigan. University of Michigan does not, but Michigan State does, and the community colleges do. And, and if you go on the College Board site or check the college you're interested in, they will tell you specifically which exams they, they will accept and what score you need to clear. So every, every school has its own policies. Uh, but they're actually very favorable about this. You said, well, why would they give up the tuition? Uh, we call it, the big charity is called the Modern State Education Alliance because the major university systems are are allies in this. They want to create an on-ramp into their schools. They're trying to make college more affordable. They understand the social pressures they and the students are under. And they've already accepted this method, so it's just a, a, a method that, you know, that, that has been able to use that we're helping people well, use. Better. Are
0: any uh, colleges or universities out there willing to sort of emphasize that this is a way of getting into our college? Uh,
1: no, absolutely. People are taking credit. So if you go to the Texas State admissions catalog, they have a full page in their admissions catalog specifically about modern states. And they put out a press release a year or two ago that they were the first school in Texas to offer free courses. Through modern states, so they—they they, not only did they agree to it, they made a—you know—it was a, a great event for them, because it's their way to help solve the college affordability issue, and again, you're getting the credit from the school you enter as having completed these courses. So it's it's uh, it's part and parcel of, of going into these traditional. So with schools.
0: all of the competition among colleges for students these days, this could become a marketing tool for for more than just a Texas
1: college. Oh, yeah. No, they already, again, it's in every state. The the vast majority of schools, I think, will give you credit for these. And they would like to, you know, you don't have to tear down the football stadium and fire the president of the university to make college affordable. This is a way to make college affordable without destroying your your traditional institution, and, just, and, and again, a lot of the professors like to teach the courses as it, you get into the majors. You can't do four years' worth of courses this way, but you can get the, the basic courses out of the way. Or there's people who gradu- were one credit short of graduating, ran out of money, and could finish up with one of our courses.
0: Well, I'm sure you have been working on this for some time, but when was Modern States
1: uh, launched? Well, the basic idea of trying to get credit for free college courses I started to work on in 2012 and I wrote editorials and I tried to get the MOOCs. I, went, I was dealing in Washington trying to get the Department of Education to give credit for MOOCs. And so there's middle states accrediting and north central states accrediting. So I said we're modern states and I was trying to create an accrediting agency. I'm not a politician, I'm not in government, so I gave up on that idea. Uh, getting and, a change in the accreditation uh, rules. Uh, is, uh, getting oh. a change in Washington is beyond, <laughs> beyond my pay grade as a, as a uh, single private citizen. So then I came back, and I, you know, as I was thinking about it and talking to the people I'm working with, we said, gee, there is a mechanism with you know, these CLEP tests, these college-level examination program exam, placement exams, and so we, we spent three years creating a course for every one where there is an exam. There's 32 subjects where an exam all has existed already. And we created a course for every one of those 32 uh, subjects. So it's US history, it's uh, microeconomics, it's chemistry. It's, so, and we hired the best professors we could possibly find to do a state-of-the-art course in every one of those. So if you go to modernstates.org, it's like a public library of college or a Netflix of college. And you can download the course and listen to it when you want to. So, and then
0: the launch date for when you actually put this all up online made, made, made it clear that this was an option out there for students. Was that about a year ago?
1: That was a little bit over a year ago. It's basically we did a pilot a year ago this summer and really launched it kind of la- a year ago September.
0: So, one year in, Yeah. where are you? How many students, how many of these courses have, have, have students, how many people have registered we, for the We
1: have over 90,000 students. People have registered of all ages, all types, when we've had five or 6,000 now who have actually gotten reimbursement from us to take the exams for college credit. Other people may have paid themselves, but we've reimbursed at least five or 6,000 people. And the passing rate for people who have tried the exams is above the national average. So the national average is about 70, 70% of people pass the exam when they take it. And our, our students are above that. And there's some incredibly great human interest stories and very kind of inspiring. Well, tell me,
0: tell me two. All right, let me tell yeah, you two. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, uh, one story I like is the very first student who ever took one of our courses back when we were just starting and passed, the very first one was a 17-year-old homeschooler named William Rush in Washington State. So he was the very first one. So I called him up to congratulate him. And I said, William, do you plan to go to college? He says, no, I plan to be an electrician. And I said, well, that's great. Anyways, a couple of months ago, I get a letter from William's mom and dad. It says, you are invited to the graduation of William Rush from home high school and from a two-year degree at Clark College, Washington State. Because not only did he take some courses, he got an entire year of courses done free with us, got another year done at his local school. So now he has a two-year, at 19 years old, he now has a two-year associate's degree already done at half the normal cost. So that's one story. Another story, just to show you the variety, there's a wonderful woman, a young mother named Holly Sorrell. And she has a five-year-old who who's, uh, needs medical attention. So she's at the National Institute of Health every day. And he's getting treated. And she's in the waiting room and can't go to college the normal way. She's knocked off almost a year of courses on her phone in the waiting room of the NIH. And, her, and they're going to apply towards her nursing degree so she can be a nurse at the NIH and help other families. So, And we have workers in Saudi Arabia. I have a Korean worker in Saudi Arabia who wants to be promoted at work. We have 45-year-olds 40, helping their kids take the courses who are deciding, hey, I can do this too. We have all sorts of people. doing So that's it?
0: interesting. Now, what percentage of the students are non-U.S. Uh,
1: the, the citizens. The vast majority are still US, but I mean, frankly, we're saying this is just a, trying to help anyone in the world who wants to be educated. So we're reimbursing. There's people from India, there's this person from Saudi Arabia, but it's primarily uh, US.
0: So where are you going from here? I mean, you've you've launched it, you're, you've now got enrollments. Um, you've got some great success stories, but what's the future?
1: Yeah, well, we're just in the very early stages of it because the vast majority of people still have never heard of it. It'd be like if you created a public library in town and it was a new idea. It takes time to even realize that you know it's exists and that it's not a scam so sometimes people hear about it, and they think well I think I'm gonna get charged somewhere down the road so it takes a little time for people to just know that it it's out there or so they we're
0: maybe up- afraid they won't get credit after all for the course well they it's just
1: it's just do. a concept people aren't familiar with so and I, I think as 90,000 people use it and the word of mouth obviously people are very happy who use it so we're so the word of mouth is growing so one number one we want more people to know about it and just use it in the normal course number two uh, we're creating alliances with people like uh, in New Orleans with the Department of Education of Louisiana to try to use this in New Orleans high school so students can graduate you know, from 12th grade with credit. Uh, we're working with some staff, some state governors, should they use this as a way to lower the cost of college in their states. Uh, and so there's all of those ways to get more funding and more usage of it. And then more pulling back a step, it's also just a fundamental paradigm of a way to make education affordable in lots of ways. So take, put college aside, take worker training. Right now, there's all sorts of online courses that people pay a fortune to take to train to be a medical technician or a sales administrator. And then they pass an exam at the end of the day. Any, any one of those online courses could be provided, done once, for, and then given away for free over more as long as there's an exam that can prove you know the material. So the bottleneck, the course to do once and put it online like a YouTube video is not all that expensive. It's the exam that's the bottleneck. and and So there's other ways to apply this outside of college to training in general. And
0: also possibly you could invest in uh, even better courses right? Once you get courses up there running, you can start looking at them and say, okay, how could we present this material even better? Well,
1: frankly, we tried to do, I mean, that's certainly true. We tried to do state-of-the-art courses already. So like if you go to our Johns Hopkins professor teaching math, he's using advanced smart boards and stuff. But that being said, we can constantly upgrade the courses as we will and, you know, just continuously improve. But there's also other ways to use the idea that college doesn't, you know, every other form of information, if you want to listen to Adele sing hello, you can hear it on YouTube for free, or you can find basically find any movie in the world for free, and yet college courses cost, you know, $2,000 even from a nondescript school online. So, so I mean, there are I, ways to make it somewhat cheaper. You know,
0: I've, I've, I've told some of my students about this uh, developing, uh, opportunity in higher education. And, and I get two criticisms. Uh, one uh, is, uh, well, actually, that's available in high schools already. I mean, you can already take your first year of college in high school as part of AP courses and, and, and other courses. So. There's nothing new here. Is that? Well, well, no. Well,
1: one thing they're missing is a lot of people uh, are not in are not in high school where they can take an AP course. I mean, this could you could this this is any age, any place. So you could have finished high school, uh, be a rock musician on the on the road, be a former military person, age 45, be a, a homeschooler. Uh, and so it is a universally it could be a you know anyone of any age any type anywhere so it's much more broadly acceptable the AP accessible, course you ac- mean. yeah ac- acceptable to schools and accessible to students right. uh, both and uh, so it's just a much broader, more universal concept than AP exams in May for the high school students in the AP track in the high school. That's a and, very small and, and subset the, of what who we yeah, can help. Yeah,
0: and the other criticism that I hear is okay, yeah, but you have to have that personal experience. You have to be in the classroom. You have to have classmates. You got to have you, a peer group. You've got to see the teacher. You got to get to know the teacher, or all of these intangibles are so crucial to the education well process. again
1: what we're doing is like when I went to school myself I placed out of courses and graduated sooner and you know you still will even in the major case if you took eight courses from us you'll still have the last three years physically on campus with people but you could have saved yourself a year's worth of cost or you could do it for one course or four courses or we have some people who wanted to be double majors like one of the videos on our site is someone who was getting a college degree but loves music and wanted to be a classical pianist and get his music degree Uh he didn't have time. It would have taken him five years. So by using modern states, he's getting two degrees in four years. But you will ultimately, this is, and we also say if you can go to Stanford for four years and physically be there, we, it, we say that is better than anything we can offer. But a lot of people can't afford to go to college at all. And this is a way to save potentially 25%. So you talk about you know the, the growing problem. I, I had one discussion with you last year, I think there was like $1.1 trillion of student debt. It's now 1.5 or 1.6 trillion. So like every month or two that goes by, it's up another hundred billion. I mean, so you know, to save some money for some people. On a few courses, is not trying to. we're not trying to disrupt the college system. We're trying to make an affordable on-ramp into the college system. So it system.
0: doesn't have to be better than everything that's out there. It just it has to be better than nothing. Well, is, that's exactly yeah.
1: right. And it's a way to save money and get some momentum so that you can get into what people want to be into. But, you know, this is for the fundamental course. Like when I went to University of Michigan, I was in a lecture hall with 300 other students. I wasn't exactly hanging out with my anthropology professor in a small seminar. This is for the foundational freshman courses. And then that sets you up to afford the seminar, you know, as a junior, you know. But this is uh, this is not to replace it. It's to be an on-ramp into it.
0: Well, it may not be a disruptive innovation, but it's one of the most exciting innovations out there. And some people might see it as a disruptive uh, innovation that could affect colleges downstream because uh, once you uh, launch uh, free courses online and they're really meaningful courses, satisfying courses, then they can really count for credit. This is a new way of thinking yeah, about and college. Yeah and
1: honestly I'm not trying to disrupt and we're not because you know that these 32 courses have been accepted by the colleges for years so I mean it's not we are not trying nor could we say this applies to sophomore junior senior level courses but you know with a 1.5 trillion dollar expense if you can save 25 percent of it or at least for some people that's that could help a lot of people so and it's simple and it's done and it's not a policy idea it exists at modernstates.org uh, as a reality
0: states.org thank you steve i've been speaking with steve Klinsky. he is the founder of modern states educational alliance known as modern states go to modern states online Uh, Thank you, Steve, for joining me. Well,
1: thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it.